Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Just the Sip. My guest today is someone I've actually been watching on TV for probably the last two decades. She is from one of the biggest hip-hop dynasties, but don't sleep on her because she is a designer, an EP. She is kind of sort of doing everything, getting into the fitness world, self-help. Everyone make some noise for Angela Simmons. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I am pretty good. And growing up hip-hop? It's going. We got a lot going on um, this season. It's just a lot. A lot specifically, I know, around Romeo and I right now. So I feel like it seems to be like a hot topic everywhere I go. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on. We're going to get into that. Right. But, you know, I want to start from the beginning because I feel like we were introduced to you at such a young age. Mm -hmm. when you guys were on Run's House. Yep. And it's so funny because I feel like people have a misconception of you guys that you were handed everything but they don't realize that you guys were working yeah i mean i'm still working you know what i mean like uh i definitely feel like people have a misconception they definitely feel like okay well since you come from this world you were already privileged and given now i think one thing is you were we were privileged to have the people around us you know what i mean yeah. so we grew up in the world but what you do with that is completely different and for sure. so for me I use that to my advantage and kind of just watching how my dad, my uncle, the people around me, Kimora, all these different people work. And then I was like, okay, now I know what I want to do. You know, like that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You and your sister, when pastry was bumping, you guys were hand and foot in it. Like you guys were doing oh, tired. all of it. Worn out. We were like <laughs> traveling the world, Europe tours. Like it was a pretty crazy experience. Do you miss working so close with her on that? I do. That was like a lot of fun. It was a, I was like, what, 18 or 19 at that point in my life. So it's an interesting, like, you know, growth period at that time. You grow so much from then to now where I'm at. But I do. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. We really did. I feel like when you're a celebrity kid or you come from that background, you almost have it harder because you have to prove yourself even more because if it fails. It's still that. It's still, you know yeah, what I mean? Do you still feel that in the yeah, TV Yeah, I mean, well they, you know, people just kind of are always watching your every move and then another thing is being that my dad's a reverend. It's like, 
people are extra hard on me. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, you can't wear swimsuits. You can't do this. You're a mom. Like, it's everything I do, I feel like it's critiqued. Yeah. And I've just learned to not care. And that's where my strengths come in. Like, I really don't care. I'm like, cool. You think that about me, but like, I'm over here living my real life. Yeah. And that's where, like, I feel like my power is at. I don't care. I literally don't care. People will be under my comments going crazy about whatever they feel. And I'm like, that's cool. Because your gram is popping. <laughs> your gram is popping <laughs> off. It's popping off so hard. I'm like, oh, her daddy going to be double tapping that and letting her know that he ain't here for that. <laughs> Does the Rev ever get involved you know in what? the IG? You know what? My dad, as long as I'm not doing nothing wrong and I'm not being disrespectful, my dad doesn't bother me. You know, he's always said, like, that doesn't bother me. Like, do what you do. He he knows. Like, I'm I'm not doing nothing wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not being crazy. I'm not, like, I'm not doing nothing too nuts. I feel like dudes can get away with anything oh, on 100%. IG. 100%. But the minute you do something, oh, they forget terrible. that they had a pass on, on Instagram. Oh, they forget. They forget. Totally forget. Like, Romeo's having all these issues with you being on IG and the guys that you're dating. Do you think it's a double standard when it comes to him? Um, I personally, again, it goes back to me not really caring. But it also, as a friend, it's like if he's a real friend, then I would just, I'd like you to have that conversation with me. Whether or not I'm going to stop or not would be on me. But as a friend, if you feel like it's something you don't like to see, then have that conversation with me. Yeah. That's it. And, like, even now, like, I'm so over talking about him, like, literally, because it's it's just got blown out of proportion at this point. Yeah. Like, I know this kid, this guy, and we've worked together, we've been working together, and then all of a sudden, now I'm dealing with this and now this is on the show and now i'm dealing with it's just it's it's really weird it's like just one day waking up and you didn't know you were going to be hit from the back and like boom this is what he decided to do this is how he wants to to handle it and it's really strange i think he's in love with you that is um what i keep hearing and if he's in love with me it's a horrible way to go about it i think he's a little jealous that you and Bawa have this thing or had this thing and he's on, you know, he's in the public eye and then he's also in the public eye and he just can't find his way back to you. So I feel like we hurt the ones that we love the most and we go about it that way. Well, he says he wants to cut tight. Like he doesn't even want his name associated with mine. So I want to do him a favor and stop talking about him soon so that it's not associated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you don't want to be associated with me, cool. Like I'm not a bad person. I just hate that he runs to your sister when he can just say it in your face. He t right. Hello. You have my number. You know where I'm at. That's just how I feel about That's it. That's how you feel. What's going on with you and Bawa? We are friends. I've known this man since 17. So our stories are countless. You know, like what we've been through. For sure. Endless. Like, and like, I like love him to death. Like that is like my people. I don't know where I wind up right now. We're not. It's not where it's at. Like yeah. we're friends. We're cool. I'm going to support everything he does. Vice versa. But to me, I feel like the world always like sticks me with Romeo or Bao. You know what I mean? Like it's like, uh, okay, so can I date other people, or y'all want me just stuck with this? No, but we want. I want you to date a, okay. a regular dude. <laughs> Where they at? Do you find <laughs> that because you've had such public relationships with such public figures that it's hard for you to date like a regular dude? Not necessarily, and it, I feel like ever since I was younger, like anytime I would date someone, they would be like, okay, or talk to someone, they see me with them. Oh, she's dating them, so I can't really. A lot of guys that I have dated, I quietly date. Like, I'm not going to be like, this is my dude. Like, I've talked to other yeah. guys, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I move on, and then that's it. You know, yeah. like, you just, I date like a regular girl would date. Like, I'm dating. You want to see what's out there. Whatever works, doesn't work. And you just keep going until it makes sense. Would you date a white dude? Yeah. I'm, like, super open. But you have big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> no, you know, because like, okay, like, I feel you. No, no, you have like, like, there's a few people, a few women in the world who I feel have the same energy. Rihanna has that big dick energy. You have that big dick energy. Madonna has that big dick energy. Like, you know what you want. You're a f-ing boss. And like, you make your own money. You make your own life. You're an executive producer of a show. Do you think that big dickness ever gets in your way? Um, I, I you know, I'm a... I'm human. I'm trying to adjust and see what makes sense. So if it makes sense for my life, then we can make it make sense. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like it's it just depends. I'm I'm one of these people. I'm one of these like I'm very open. Like I want to explore the idea of dating Alzheimer's. I don't mind. Yeah. I'm just open. Like okay, sure. If it makes sense, cool. If not, peace. What's your sign? I'm Virgo. Well, I'm happy that you said that you're open because we actually have a guy here that we want to hook Stop you up lying. with. No, I'm just joking. I was like, where? where? Send him out. I'm just joking. <laughs> you Virgo women are very strong. Yeah, I'm strong. I'll give you that. But then there's the right guy come along, kind of like give you like a mellow, like, you know, like even me out a little bit. Oh, I love to date like a Russian. Really? Because they kind of check it a little bit. Middle Eastern guys do too. They're like, shut the f- up. I'm like, yes. Yes, Hiram. <laughs> do it. Yes, yes. daddy. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I'm not going to shut up, but I'm going to shut up for you. Yes. Uh, but how hard is it dating having a son now and being a single mom? Um, It was hard before that, but having a child, now you're, like, dating with super intention. You're like, mm, I don't know if I can see you around my kid. Mm. You know, it's so many things you put into perspective, and then you don't know. You They have to love kids. They have to want to be around. They have to want to be a role model to my kid. Like, there's just a lot that comes with me, and I know that. So I'm sure this this search or whatever is not going to be easy, but at school, like, I'm good right now. You ready for the ride? Yeah. I mean, why not? You've opened up about being in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. in the past, and you were so raw and real in mm-hmm. the clips that I saw. What made you want to do that? Because I know that there are so many other women out there that are, A, going through the same thing or went through the same thing and are ashamed of it, you know? And I feel like it's your journey, it's your story, so, like, speak about it. And that is why I started, like, this program called Pressure Makes a Diamond Mm -hmm. because I feel like people like to speak about the negative but then don't own who they are today because of it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like embrace that you know it take diamonds have flaws right yeah. and so it's like what did you come out after that you know how did you come out after the pressure you yeah. come out like beautiful like even though you went through that but like i said i just know there's a lot of there are a lot of women that struggle with it and when i went through it i thought this is not happening to me like yeah because people think you're angela simmons yeah you know you you're protected yeah you, women like you don't go through it and to quietly go through it and not know you know, except maybe one person in your corner knowing because you really, you don't, you almost in like denial. Like, I'm not going through this. This couldn't happen to me because sure. I said this would never happen to me. I'm not that girl. And then you're that girl. And then you're that girl for a long period of time. And then you're like, okay, how do I get out of it? And I just want to encourage women to like, A, talk about it. Speak about it. Talk to other women about it because you're not alone. There be there are women who are going through it behind closed doors, smiling in family pictures, and you have no idea that they're yeah. going through it at home. And it's a really hard space to be in. So I just, after I went through and I kind of came out the fog of it, I was like, I need to talk about this because people need to know that, you know, it, you're not alone and it needs to be spoke, like everyone needs to speak about it. Who was the first person that you told about um, the abuse and how long did it take you to tell that person? 
um, well, there's someone super close to me. Her name's Katrina, and anyone who knows me knows Katrina. Um, so she kind of knew, but then I kind of told her, and so she was with me for the ride of it all. And then I told like my mom eventually. Like it just was after a while I opened up, but it was just slowly because I wasn't there and I wasn't ready and I wasn't sure if I was ready to have that conversation. Yeah. Because it's a tough conversation. You're like, so this is what's been happening. I don't know if you know. And a lot of a lot of people are like, well, we kind of knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that moment. So, but it's, it's a very tough place to be. How did you finally get over the shame? I just realized that I was, I don't know. I think once I had like therapy and I felt like I was in a better place I was like okay I'm cool with it like I'm not ashamed of what I went through you know because you you don't it's not your fault and and that's what that's what happens is women feel like it's my fault or I'm being abused because of me maybe it's me and you go through that for a minute right when you're in your relationship you're like no I deserve this or I'm maybe I said something no like yeah. you should never ever ev no one shouldn't throw anything put hands on you belittle you I don't care if it's verbal abuse it can't, it's not right. Yeah. And it, and it breaks you down so far because you don't realize how far you are set back with that until you have to wake up and restart. That's the crazy part. I'm telling you. Because going through the therapy of it all you're and like, having oh to, you're like, oh, who is this girl? Who is That's this person? That's what it was for me. I woke up and I said, I don't know who I am no more. Like, this is, I'm not me. And you don't know yeah. for a while, though. It takes a second for it to set in. What were the changes that you saw in yourself looking back when you were like, I cannot believe I went this route? Um, I know when I was going through, I just felt less inspired. Like you're just, you're so focused on your day to day that you're not, you're not fully functioning. Yeah. You know, you're not yourself. You're not doing the things that you love to do. You think you are. And then you just snap out of it one day and you're like, yo, I'm really not myself. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Like, how did I even allow myself to accept this when I, I'm this strong woman, but yet I let myself get broken down to this point. Yeah. You know? Looking at your diamond now and looking at, because I feel like God, the universe, Yahweh, whoever you pray to, that person or that thing always puts these things in your path mm -hmm. to see what you would do with it. What's the lesson that you've learned or why do you think that you went through it? Um, for me, I always feel like I go through things and especially being on a public, like on a platform, for other people to um, get through things. You know, at first you say, why me? Why would you choose this life for me? But I feel, I truly feel like there are others that I need to inspire and motivate to get out of their relationships, to help others. I just feel like my sole purpose in life is to help other people. So if I'm here and I can lend a hand to one woman who lends a hand to the next and it just keeps going, then I did my job. Yeah. You know, so for me, I would say that's why I went through it. And I had to learn about myself and I needed to grow and I needed to become better. Yeah. And sometimes we get stuck in our own ways, you know, yeah. and we don't grow because we're just, you're just like, yeah, everything's good. So, so God often I feel throws obstacles your way to see how you can grow and become a better person yeah a few years back you tragically lost the father of your son sudden tennyson to a senseless act of violence did you ever in your life imagine that you would be a single mother no extremely hard um i 
A, I come from my my family's split, so I have a stepmom, stepdad, mom, dad, seven siblings. Like, I got the whole shebang. And I was like, you know, when I get older, I had a great life growing up, but I was like, I'm going to never get a divorce, and I'm going to get married, and I'm going to have my kid. You know, like, I just had this idea of what life would look like. And it didn't turn out like that, you know? Yeah. And I never could have imagined that his dad wouldn't be here to share him growing up in the moments, you know, with me. It's yeah. extremely hard. I mean, like, my kid asks for his dad. My kid is, he gets it. You know, you would think a three-year-old is, like, doesn't, but he's smart, and he misses his dad, and he wants to see pictures, and he wants to see videos, and it's it's very tough. Were you planning on having those conversations with him later in life, and did it just hit you that he was like, oh, wow, at three years old, you're ready to talk about this? Like, how were you preparing yourself to have those tough conversations? I knew it was going to come. <clears throat> I didn't know when. I know it started at two where he was like, is my is he alive? And then it kind of, now we're at, I miss my dad. I want my dad. I miss my dad. You know, like, in those moments come. He'll wake up in the middle of the night. Could be at any time. So I wasn't sure when, and I'm still not because it's a journey. You know, when someone is not here anymore in the physical, the explaining, you just have to keep going because you want your kid to always trust you before anyone else. Yeah. So... It's it's going to be an ongoing journey for me, and it's not easy, but, you know. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, you said you had this plan for your life. Plan. That you had, like, oh, yeah. Because when, when you have a plan, by the way, God loves to throw a wrench in it yeah. and let you know, like, it's not going to go accordingly. But, you know, you had this white picket fence, and I'm going to meet the guy, and I'm going to get married, and I'm going to have a baby. Oh, it and perfect. it didn't, It was perfect. How are you... As an adult and as someone who's older and more lived, how are you changing that for yourself? Or are you still putting that pressure on yourself to have that perfect life? I don't want perfect anymore. You know what I mean? I think I want what makes sense for me. And I just, I'm at a point where I would, I always say never say never no more because you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. We have plans. People who have passed away have had plans. You literally have to live day by day and like to your best. And that's yeah. just what it is. Like, I can plan, but God, I always <laughs> laugh because I'm like, but God has a whole nother plan. You know what I mean? Like, it's so many things that I thought would go one way that completely just went the way it went. And yeah. I'm I'm okay with it now. I've grown and I've just realized that, like, yo, it's not going to happen that way. You have yeah. to do things. However it does happen, you could put in all your best effort and whatever comes out of that, that's how it's going to go. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? No, it's true. But I'm like, I'm a Scorpio. Oh. And I like control. Okay, so my son was supposed to be a Scorpio, and his dad was a Scorpio. So, so my you, dad's a Scorpio. Oh, so you know how the Scorpio men work. I'm a <laughs> double Scorpio. We like control. We like, you know, to know what the, a plan is like. And I feel like when things are thrown off or wrenches thrown in my system, I lost my dad. Really? At 18. Wow. Um, Sorry you that. No, and it's, so I get what your son's going through, and I get what you're going through, and the wondering that I do all the time about him. Um, but when life throws a wrench, it's kind of hard for me to pick back up. Like, it's hard for me to get back on that bike and keep on going, mm -hmm. especially when a wrench that big comes in your way. Yeah. What advice would you have for people who have gone through loss or who are, you know, raising kids on their own right now? I would just say it's a process and not to put too much pressure on yourself, right? Because you want to just say, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. 
But it's okay to have those vulnerable moments too, where it's like, like, okay, I don't, today's the day where I'm kind of sad about this and I'm mad about it. Cause you go through different um, emotions with loss. So you, you know? let yourself go through you the to. anger and the and the you despair. Have you have to, or you're gonna find somewhere else to let it out at, right? Yeah. Or it's gonna come out at the wrong moment. You're like, I don't know why I was so angry there. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you know what happened? I'm mourning this and I'm going through that. And, and it could just come through so many different ways. So I just feel like it's important to allow your emotions to be what they are yeah it's like a flow like letting it flow dealing with it taming it making sure you're still living positive and happy but allow yourself like some days i'm like yo like i'm really sad like i was engaged at one point i had a son you know i have my son and his dad is no longer here and it's sometimes you're like i just can't believe this is my life but this is what it is that this is what it is Mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of in I can speak for black homes, and I've heard this about people who grew up in ethnic homes. We sometimes sweep a lot of things under the rug, and we don't mm-hmm. talk about things, and we don't deal with things. Right. How are you? Was that your life growing mm-hmm. up? Did you guys ever talk about hard facts, or was it one of those like we don't talk about this as a family? Mm, we spoke. I, I feel like my all of my parents like they were pretty good with if whatever you feel, kind of speak up. I'm really good with communication with like friends. Like I'm gonna tell you how oh, I feel. We know you're gonna <laughs> tell us how you feel. And I want you to tell me how you feel so we can either agree to disagree and move on or whatever. If I don't like it, cool, whatever. All right, now what we gonna eat? Right. You know, like I, I just that's just me. Like I want to know what's going on. Like don't hold nothing from me. You're so f-ing New York. <laughs> you are so New York. I get that all the time. It's not even funny. I can't believe you didn't wear a pair of Tim's. I like, should have. Right. You're that New York. <laughs> I am that New York. Do you hate L.A.? No, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. L.A., I always say I came from New York, but L.A. kind of helped raise me, right? Because I was living here from, like, 19 to, like, 25. You guys were, like, my neighbors. Yeah. Because my man used to live across from the Grove, you know, where all the... Oh, yes! In the hot spot! Yeah, so we lived there for a couple years. I was bounced all around L.A. I was in Hollywood. I was downtown. I was in Beverly Hills. I was at the Palazzo. Every year, I was just moving around. Just moving. Yeah. Doing it. It was fun. You were young. Yeah. So, L.A., I learned about fitness out here. I did my... All of that. Because New York had me just eating Doritos and whatever. Right. And then I got over here and I was like, okay, so brown rice, you trying to tell me, okay, no white, mm-hmm. no white flour food. You know, mm-hmm. like I had to change it up. You got snatched. Yeah, I worked on it out here. You got real snatched. What was it? Was it the way you looked? Was it the way you feel? What made you go down that fitness road? I didn't, I was super insecure. Growing up, like, I was like, I don't like how I look. Like everyone around me looked different. I went to, um, a Jewish elementary school, actually, from K through 8. Only, mm. like, 200 kids in a whole school. So not everyone looked like me there. So I'm like, mm, I got these hips. I got these butts. Everyone don't look like right. me here. I don't know. I feel fat, you know. And my siblings were smaller than me. So for a while, I dealt with, like, just not – I didn't like what I looked like. And then when I got to L.A., I was like, yo, like, I can change this. Just Easy. by working out and eating right. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do that. And I just – I've been on that, like, path ever since. I worked out my whole pregnancy – I love working out. It's just like fun for me. You box a lot. I love boxing. Tell me about, because when you lose that first five and you get into that dress size down, it feels like you just like beat Rocky at Seriously? something. You're like, Adrian, like <laughs> I did it. I did it. But a lot of girls get caught up in the numbers. I don't do it. I don't do scales. You don't do scales. I don't want to know. I don't go to my doctor. I'll be like, don't even tell me that number. You just I go by know. the clothes. No, I go by how I feel and what I look like. I'm like. Sis, you you know if I know if I've been slipping too too far to the left or right, you gotta chill out. Right. That's it. I just a little pre- a little pep talk. I don't really I have a scale, but I just decided for me personally, 
I would be caught up in the numbers. And yeah. now I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm up two pounds. I'm I don't want to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, it must be harder for you because I grew up with a cousin who was my age. Mm-hmm. And he was a stud. He played football. He played basketball. Mm-hmm. He was like 6'2". Motherfucker looked like what's, what's Shamar Moore when we were 10. <laughs> I was like, how is this motherfucker <laughs> looking like Terrell Owens right. at 14? And a lot of times I got compared to him and it made me very, very insecure. Mm. Did that ever happen to you when you were growing up with, with your sister Vanessa? Yeah, they would always be like, oh, she's the slimmer one. She's more like, you know, got more of it, you know, a little bit. But I think a lot of it was just my own, like, insecurities. Just me, like, feeling like that and just making observations from, like, around me. Like, just feeling like, mm, I don't yeah. know. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I feel like people get insane with IG when Mm. it comes to their looks and like them doing the most on IG. How do you keep it authentic? I just include people what I do. Like basically, it's like if I'm waking up, this is me. I might put a little filter though. I don't care. Oh, I will throw. No, I will. On. I will. F- up a filter. <laughs> I'm throwing it on. That Paris is coming. Something. Jeez, you know, <laughs> no makeup on this morning. You know, I got to give you something to look at. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I just include people with what I do. That's just always been me. Like I've before Instagram was even where it's at now, and there weren't that many people on the platform. Yeah. I had it. I was enjoying myself, taking pictures of things, and then it just grew. So I had like the natural following because I like I've had Instagram since like it started. The almost. dawn. Yeah, I was like on there like, oh, what's this thing? Because I love photos. Yeah. So I've always been a person to like keep photos and videos. Like I was doing it way back. Even if you look at my fitness videos, they're on YouTube from like TBT way, days. Way back. I probably like <laughs> no one was caring about it. I was on TwitVid. Back in the day when you were doing a Tony Pony because Not, bundles it. weren't even a thing. Not at all. We were just doing a, a pony. We, we just had a track too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a track or two just mixed up in there but don't you miss the simple days because I feel I like, like whenever I see Angela Simmons it's the full regalia like it's the hair it's the makeup it's you the run jewelry. into it's me everything. at like Ralph's or something it might not be you're not going you're not doing it <laughs> I'm giving a bun on my head with a with a whole like head scarf and my son <laughs> that's what I'm giving and a two piece gray sweatsuit that's exactly what it is because I've seen you at Ralph's oh, see <laughs> <laughs> With a two-piece gray sweatsuit. I'm telling you, that's exactly what I'm giving. And a hoodie. But look, come on. Let's be real with each other. I feel like we're here now. We're here. Them DMs must be popping. I I don't check them that often. Sometimes I do. Angela. Look, I promise. The blurred photos must be popping in in the DMs. We can look. We we go look (laughs) once we go to commercial break. There must be so many dudes in your DMs. How have you not selected one to go on a date with? I mean, depends. I, like I've dated enough of them, is what I'm saying. Like it's, it's just different out here. No more SoundCloud rappers. It's. Just, I mean, I wouldn't say no, numerous, but you know, I've talked to. I've you. talked. Yeah, I'm open. I'm a nice person. I'm like, okay, give everyone a chance, and then I'm like, okay, if this gets weird, I'm backing out. You backing out? Quick. What's the first red sign? Red, red flag. I like to text and talk. So if you are really bad with communication, and I'm not getting like my attention, bye. 
that's the first. Like, you could shoot me a text. It don't hurt. It, no, Your no. fingers ain't broke. That's when I'm done. Done. The other one is whenever they want you to tag them in a photo. Oh, that would be weird. I never got that one. That's the gay, the gay world. It's really? Real crazy. Tag me in the photo? It's real crazy. Oh, no. All right, now let's get to growing up hip hop. You're not only a cast member, you are the EP of the show. How did this whole thing come about? So, like, I was walking around pitching shows, and then I basically, we walked this in. We talked to everyone over at We. They loved it, and then it started. Like, it was, like, a couple years, though. It took me, like, two, maybe two years to finally get the show sold. And why did you know this show was going to work? It, it developed in the process of it because I started off with one show and then I kind of like, and we just, it, it just turned into this. Yeah. But it was like, I was like showing my back, walking around, like it, like it, no, yes. And then boom. And how did you get everybody to sign in on? Because it doesn't seem like it would be easy it to find time. some of the world's biggest hip hop scions to join the show. It took time, but like in, like, I guess my parents, like my dad knows all of these people anyway, right? From growing up yeah. in the industry. And then we've obviously bumped into a lot of the, the kids of, and it just it just made sense. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, I don't think anyone would not want to be a part of what their legacy and like their history is. So it's like, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Now you've been on reality TV since you were a teenager. Is mm -hmm. there one thing you regret putting out there from any of the shows that you did? Not really. I think after you're on, once you're on reality for a certain amount of time, it's like everything's just there. I think the hardest part is like going through the pain in front of the camera. You know, like when stuff is getting really real in your life and the cameras are there to capture, you're like, wow. Like I, they saw me pregnant. They saw me go through more in the death of my son's father, like everything. So to me, those are the hardest moments because it's so real. Yeah. You know, and it's so in that moment that it's just like, okay. But if y'all gonna be there for my good times, you gotta see everything. So I feel like that's just what it is. But as an executive producer, look, I know that you can make that phone call mm -hmm. and you can say, listen, this is not going down this way. <laughs> can you do that? And have you thought about doing that? Um, we all pretty have great relationship, like me, the production company. We like so we um I don't really have to make those calls often because they respect me, I respect them, and we work together pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah. Because what y'all not going to do is come in my house when I'm fighting with my man. No. That's what we're not going <laughs> to do. But I'm going to call y'all in two hours because Jennifer Gardner loves to get in people's business. <laughs> Jennifer, I hope you hear this. Yeah, Jen. <laughs> you have an executive producer that I worked with. I love Jennifer. I love Jennifer, too. She is something else. She is something else. There's no one quite like her. But I know a lot of times in reality TV, you know, producers can really egg on and start She's oh, not yeah, like I'm that. Sure. Have you dealt with producers? Yeah, there are, there are people that get like that, and then that's when I don't work with them no more because I'm not going to work with that type of energy. I done, to me, why I signed up to do this is for positive reasons. And when it starts getting too, like, yeah. I don't really want in. Because she gets crazy on the show. It, it does. But There's it's not always. There is like everything. There is like, I mean, it gets nuts. Because it's people's real life. So like things be going on or it's happening on in the midst of being on set and people not agreeing and agreeing. It happens. Yeah. But yeah, it's, for it's you, real. For you growing up as a celebrity's child, was it harder than growing up as a preacher's daughter? I think they're both pretty tough. I just feel like being a reverend daughter, it's like now you have the Christian world saying, because I'm Christian, you can't do this. Yeah. You know, so now you're like, 
but I, I mean, this is how I'm living my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm a believer in God, Christ, like I'm doing what I need to do, but they're like, you know, this is how you're supposed to walk. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, people shouldn't judge folks. Not, I mean, I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm not hurting nobody. I'm just minding my business. Yeah. Just like, trying to totally. chase this coin. That's it. Minding my business, raising my son and enjoying my life. What's next for you? I feel uh, like you have something up your sleeve. I'm I feel always, like pastry's coming back. <laughs> well, right now I'm working on some really awesome stuff. I have an app called Purpose, and I'm pretty much just helping women live their purpose. I have like a women in business section on there. So just pushing and promoting women. And I just did a really cool campaign with My Built Not Bought, which is my fitness program stuff. Yes. And so it's all about body image stuff. And I just shot it yesterday. So I'm really excited about it. Some really cool stuff. But just empowering and lifting, uplifting women. Probably get a little bit into acting more. Yes. Yeah, so I'm looking to do some of that stuff. Tell me about My Built My Body. Built Not Bought. Built Not Bought. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. My Built My Body. My Built My... Yeah. I have a new program coming out as well under Built Not Bought for the glutes called Cake Factory. Because people the like cake. to buy them cakes. Yeah, so we're going to give you little exercises to help get it right, get it tight. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that content. Has it ever crossed your mind? Because I know a lot of times, like, listen, we live in L.A., mm -hmm. we live in New York. Mm -hmm. Bitches be walking into a plastic surgery office like it's McDonald's and coming out with a whole new shape. And some of them be looking good. Yeah. I ain't got the funds for that shit. <laughs> I can't really go and get that waist snatched like I want to. <laughs> I want to float my way up. Um, has it ever crossed your mind to do that? And what kind of deterred you not to? Um, A, I'm a chicken. I don't like no surgery. I don't want to be put to sleep. I want to make sure I'm still going to wake up. <laughs> so if I ever thought about it, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we're fine. I'm like, you know, I look down. I'm like, I like, I'm good with my body. Um, the only thing I've ever thought about getting done are like my breast. And I think that would be after all the kids I have, if I have more kids down the line. Yeah. So to me, I'm good. Like, I don't know. Like, I've just, I've learned to like, really love myself so i'm not like tripping off no surgery i don't need it because yeah. who am i trying to look perfect for like i'm good like i literally love myself and i've learned how to love myself so i'm like okay y'all can have the snatch and stuff there's nothing wrong with it i think it looks amazing i've seen people get work done you like Woo, that looks natural, incredible. Do your thing. Right? So, like, it's not because people always say, oh, with the built now, boy, you're trying to say we shouldn't. No, do what if you, you do. If you do it, if that's your thing, do it. Do it. That's all I'm saying. But, but don't call me when your right one's bigger <laughs> than your left one and it's leaking on the corner. Stop it. <laughs> but it's all about mental. And that's what built now, but we just kind of promote like building up your mind, body, and soul, not yeah. just about the, the surgery part. But it's like you need to first mentally be well before you can go and do the rest. Yeah. Because you could get the surgery and you come out just like okay i'm still kind of not happy with myself i feel like people do that as a quick fix to everything mm -hmm. and they don't realize but i also think we don't talk about my our generation don't didn't talk about mental health like we didn't grow up with mm -hmm. people talking about loving True. yourself and be you know oprah would say it every now and then but that was it you're right because it's it's just like we didn't really talk about it i feel like if we would have had more of that growing up it would be a whole be different, different society yeah but everything's just like quick fix right now but right now with social media it's like you want what you see especially our youth and that's like they're looking at it like this looks good i want this and you're mm -hmm. like yeah but you're kind of like you're gorgeous already you know you're pretty already and i have to say this I, and i'm not being <clears throat> shady i went out with a girlfriend of mine and she follows this instagram Mm -hmm. model mm -hmm. whose photos are beautiful and her body looks banging and like she always looks like she's in bomb ass <laughs> and working in media i know like that's not always the truth you know like <laughs> you know it's not always the truth and we went out and we ran into this girl mm. 
And when I tell you, I was scared for this girl to get next to a match. The hair was cheap. Ooh. It was not the bomb. Are you serious? She had taken that body from a eight, which is beautiful, to a two on Instagram. Like everything oh, was waist sucked in, the waist snatcher. Like everything was snatched. And I'm like, look, you see this girl. You see she's not real. Mm. You can't, like, this is Instagram. Like you mm. need to, like, be prepared to know, like, this is not always the thing. That happens a lot. It happens a lot. It really does. But when it happens, you get, like, so upset about it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, damn, I thought you were the, you know. You want them to look just like what you saw. I want you to be just as popular. I don't like messing with too many of my photos. I'll be like, listen, I'm just head make the light a little brighter. Right. I ain't going to try to tap too much because you see me like, sis, <laughs> that waist, what I I saw did not look like that. Uh-uh. I saw that ra- that waist and Ralph's. Right. It so looked like that. Exactly. It needs to look exactly the same. Right. Thank, Thank you, you so much for taking this set. Thank you. You need to come back more often. Right. It's fun. And leave this <laughs> confidence at the door because a bitch needs to eat some of that. <laughs> she going to have two plates of it, please. <laughs> Vanessa, what do you think of that? Wait, hold on. Before you answer, I just want to do this. No ASMR. What did you think of it? I love her badass attitude where she was just like, this is me, I don't care. She's a savage. I mean, like 14 years old, literally bossing on Run's house. Mm -hmm. Like she just has that energy. Like she knows what she wants and she knows how to get it and she's gonna do it her own way. And I love that about her. Yeah, I did too. Because I don't have like that. Good for her that she found the self-love and she did it the old-fashioned way because I know a lot of people in her position don't. Yeah. They go for the quick fix. That's true. Did you ever think about plastic surgery? I have plastic surgery. What do you have? My boobs. Your boobs. Yeah. But I feel like back in the early 2000s, that was like the thing to do. do. It was like, you know, get a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Are you happy with your decision? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I actually did always have a big booty. You always had the big booty. Always had a big booty, and then I just needed to, like, balance it out. Good for you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've had a knife to this face. Not a knife. A needle. A needle. To this face. Mm -hmm. A bitch gets Botox. I know. Once a year. I want to start doing that, I think. Once a year. I don't do it very often, but... I don't mind it. I just mind when people go overboard. Yeah, you can tell. It starts face starts to get shiny. It looks a little too taut. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet. I'm seriously starting to consider a little something, a little filler, a little Botox. A little you know, something. Something, something. And it's so interesting because I always go back to, I don't know if I would feel the same way if I had money. Like, right. if I was rich, would right. I still feel the if same you way? totally just yes. afforded at a whim no matter what. 100%. Well, come out looking like Catwoman. <laughs> All right, everybody, you know we like to keep it 100 on Just a Sip. And now that we have this Gmail account open, what's the Gmail account? Podcast, just a sip at gmail.com. Y'all can shoot us questions over there. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa will try our best yes. to answer and help and guide you guys through all of it. We can't promise it's going to you know, be great advice, but we'll do, <laughs> we'll do what we we'll can. We'll do what we can. Okay, so Lauren says, the guy I like keeps dating and has dated all of my friends, but not me. How do I get him to want to go out with me instead of my friends? Well, Lauren, you don't want to date a guy who's dated all your friends. I was going to say the same thing. Like, move, on. move on. Like, if a dude is only dating yeah. in a circle, that means he's not big enough for you. Yeah. You and if I mean? he wanted to date you, like, not to sound harsh, but I feel like if he wanted to date you, he would have made it happen already. Ooh! You know what I mean? And no, that no, if I he's didn't. moving around a circle, he's... You, you, he's a... Let me-
He's lazy, boy, though. He's him. lazy. Yeah. And who, it's like, how easy is that? But you know what? That happens a lot in the gay community where, like, everyone kind of samples, like, the same dude. And right. it's like, oh, now you want to come to me because you've had all mm-hmm. these nickels and now you want this dime? Yeah. Like, no. no. It doesn't happen that Mm-mm. way. Mm-mm. And... The minute, I'm telling you this right now, the minute you show him that you don't want him, he's going to come running to you. Do not give in. Of course. Because all he wants is that win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we agree. We both agree. She's She needs to move on. She needs to move on. All right. Okay. So it's your boy, Mikey. <laughs> Ooh. What was, is the key to having confidence like you and white lady Vanessa have? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you are now white lady Vanessa. <laughs> WLV. I can't wait to start my Instagram account. You should know. You should totally start it. (laughs) The thing I think it is, is you just got to fake it until it comes. Yeah, for sure. Because let me be honest with you. I didn't really have confidence until I was in my late 20s is -hmm. when I finally got it. But Mm -hmm. I think in your early 20s, you're trying to like figure everything out anyway. Mm -hmm. And things aren't really making sense, you know, to you. I was just so blessed that I had, you know, confident friends to be around and I was living, I was just living life at that time. Right, right. And I knew I wasn't confident and I think I just went with this fake it until you make it kind of confidence, this faux confidence. And right. it just kind of started rubbing off on me. Yeah. And now when I'm not confident about walking into a room, I know hell, you faked it for so many years, walk into this room and fake it for five minutes, give this presentation and walk the hell out. For sure. That's how you got to do it. Everyone's always a little insecure, no matter what, no matter what age you are. It's whether or not people admit it, but everyone has their insecurities and you're not alone, even people that are faking it the best. Mm -hmm. And you know what else it is about your insecurities? It's knowing exactly what they are, knowing what triggers them, knowing and identifying those things. So when your insecurities get the best of you and you're starting to spiral, Mm -hmm. you can say, ho, ho, wait, I know that this was the issue. I know this triggered it. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. Take a step back. Let me get away from this person because they're triggering this. You just have to be aware of every single thing that may cause you to feel not your most confident self. That was very well Ooh, said. I feel like Nicely Dr. Drew done. today. All right, Jack O. I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings, so how should I tell him that he's a sloppy, ratchet drunk and no one likes going clubbing with him? Um, You tell him you're a sloppy, sloppy ratchet, ratchet drunk, drunk and no one likes going clubbing <laughs> with you. Just so you know, we have a group of friends and we always go to dinners and there's one friend who gets sloppy at dinner. Mm-hmm. And there's always one friend that has to take care of said sloppy friend. So we paper, rock, scissors to see who that friend's <laughs> going to be. And we all take turns. That's just how it you goes. So you just know. Yeah. Like you just understand it. Yeah. But I think if you're still going clubbing, that means you're young enough to tell somebody like you're a sloppy hoe. You're a hot mess. You're yeah. a hot mess. Yeah. Like, And it's fine. And also what you need to do. Because this is also very interesting. I've done this before. Is take a video, and then yes. send it in the group chat and be like, "Oh my god, we had so much fun last night." So they can be checked, and then they can be checked, and then once they see yeah. themselves on that video, that's when the embarrassment comes. Yeah, and then they might be able to, uh, you know, get their clunk it back. <laughs> Uh, Jamie, I recently snooped at my boyfriend's phone and saw some messages that he wa- wants to propose. Do I let him know I saw, or should I just act surprised? Don't f- this up for us, Jamie. Yeah. Just, no, ja- just Jamie. Act surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie. Don't ruin his moment. Jamie. 
what you need to do is you need to go back to the Sex and the City episodes in season four <laughs> when Charlotte meets um, Harry Goldenblatt. And what happens is he says, oh, I'm going to marry you um, as soon as you become a Jew. And then she becomes a Jew. And then what happens is, by the way, I'm part Jewish. So what happens is she takes a dip in the mikvah, she becomes a Jew, and then she has her first Seder. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, you said when, you know, when I become a Jew. And then... This whole thing happens, and then she gets crazy in her own head, and she's mm-hmm. like, but you said you would marry me. Do not be that girl. I know. Now she has to wait. She cannot put the pressure on. You, she cannot put the expectation. You cannot. Cannot. So no. you need to tell yourself <laughs> that you don't know. Exactly. Because you're going to be, every time he says, let's go to dinner, every time he says, light a candle. Maybe she'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. And maybe he wants you to light a candle because he farted. Like, you don't know. (laughs) I know. Right before I was supposed to go on a trip with my, with my now husband, when ever, all my friends were like, oh, I think he's going to propose. And I was like, shut the up. And it's your friends that work you up. Because I was like, if he doesn't, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to think about it. I want to go on this trip to Puerto Rico and enjoy myself. Let me just be in a two piece. (laughs) And then you he know, asked two weeks before. So and then chill. he didn't even ask on the trip. So you, you just don't know when it's going to happen. You just never know when it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Okay. So Tim wants to know, my boyfriend and his BFF always seem to ignore me when we're all together and make me feel left out. Should I let my boyfriend know or should I approach his BFF about it? Um, I would be passive aggressive. Yeah. I like to be passive aggressive in those situations and make comments like, oh, wow, I'm so happy you guys included me in this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just like a joke. That a could, joke, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I hate being passive aggressive. Yeah. I don't like it. I hate when people are passive aggressive. Yeah. But in this instance, like if you guys are sleeping together and he's seeing your stuff, like you have the right to be passive aggressive. Yeah. And I also think you go to the boyfriend. Do not go to the friend. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the friend's going to go to the boyfriend and then it's going to become a thing. If you really have issue, you got to talk and you want to talk about it, then you have to go to the boyfriend. Do not approach the friend. Do. Do not. not. Tim, do not approach the friend. And Jamie, I just want to make sure you're hearing me loud and clear, Jamie. (laughs) We're circling back, Jamie. Yes, get it out of your head, Jamie. Yeah. You wait, Jamie. You (laughs) wait. Well, that was it for Just the Sip. That was fun. You guys, this was a good one this week. I like the Q&A. Yeah, this was really fun. You guys keep sending in your questions and we will answer them. Mm -hmm. And you guys do not forget to rate, review, and write my ass a note in these comments. We would really appreciate it. And you can follow me at The Lady Sitter. And if you want to watch part of this interview, you guys can go to the E! News YouTube channel, click on Just the Zip, and watch it. I'll see you guys next week. I'm going to have Oprah on. (laughs) Don't tell anybody that's a lie.